0: You know somebody told me it's like the moth hitting the light bulb you know we don't stop and i would not stop because i knew in my my heart there was something wrong and i was going to get this thing straightened out but what made it worse was when it was over everything came back all the all the disabilities that i had hey everybody it's charlie epstein and
1: welcome to business in booths at the wonderful center square grill in booming downtown east Longmeadow, massachusetts It's Charlie Epstein here at Center Square Grill. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. I'm sitting outside here at the grill with business and booths with my dear friend, Pete Novak, the former general agent of Charter Oak Financial, part of Mass Mutual, And we're talking memory lane, Spinal Taps, Poland, and building the number one life insurance agency in America. Pete, this is so great.
0: <laughs> I just can't believe I'm here. I'm, I'm, I got I the invite. I mean, you got... You just flew in from uh, Warsaw, Poland, Uh, right? Weren't you just there? Yes. All right. But so I
1: need to ask you this question. When was the first time you found out that you might never walk?
0: Uh, Probably August uh, 1st or 2nd, actually, uh, 2012. What happened? I was working out like crazy, Uh, was in the best shape of my life, and uh, probably like three months before that, I was doing kettlebells, and I had a weird, weird sensation in my legs. And uh, my back started bothering me, and uh, then I started cramping, and then I started walking up hills, Uh, and I was cramping, and uh, then I couldn't walk more than 30 feet. And in that three-month period of time, I went to eight eight doctors uh, of some prominent Prominent hospitals that we know in Boston and they basically told me to go to rehab and uh, You should be fine, Uh, but uh, I told my wife in Like August 1st or 2nd that if I don't go somewhere very quickly uh, I don't think I'm gonna be on the on the in alive much longer and uh, I ended up getting into the Mayo Clinic and uh, They had found a very rare disorder called spinal dural ab fistula, which is a vascular problem and it was in my spinal cord and uh i basically had a big blood clot that was squeezing my cord shut so uh it was close to uh uh kind of having an aneurysm in my spinal cord so uh i was lucky enough that they found it and uh they cauterized it and then relieved the pressure but uh it was uh, i still think about this time of the year it's kind of weird every year
1: right i mean here you are how tall Six 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 an athlete you played basketball a coach. Yeah, you know a man of all seasons who could do anything and then Bam. Yeah, and how do you face
0: that? Um, well, first of all, it was interesting because if you think about it when you get seven doctors telling you to go to rehab and if I wasn't a persistent business owner as everyone knows, to be a small business owner, to start a business, you know, somebody told me, it's like the moth hitting the light bulb. You know, we don't stop. And I would not stop because I knew in my, my heart there was something wrong and I was gonna get this thing straightened out. But what made it worse was when it was over, everything came back, all the, all the disabilities that I had. And then a month later, um, it came back, meaning I was getting neuropathy in my feet. I couldn't push off this right foot. So I went back and they found another one that they couldn't see. And then they took care of that and I thought I was fine. And no, this this came back and I probably went to the doctors 15 times because I was so paranoid. So I think uh, the good news is that my persistency saved my life. The bad news was is that being the driver that I am is that I thought there was something else wrong. Bottom line was there was nerve damage and it came back. Uh, the, the neuropathy, uh, so I was depressed for a period of time, to be honest with you, Charlie. Mm. But now I still can't push off this right foot, which is really kind of strange. But being an ex basketball player, when I walked down the street, I got. The old basketball. Everybody thinks I got. I still got the stride. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> and it's the limp. Yeah. So everybody says. So do you He's have tingling
1: th- in your feet right
0: now? Uh, no. Oh. Okay. I uh, I feel like I never wear socks because I actually feel like I'm wearing socks. socks. I hate socks. I feel like I'm wearing socks. Yeah. So why put a pair of socks? That'd be like putting two pairs on. All right. So it's it's, it's weird. It's, no tingling. No pain. But wow. But it's
1: 2012, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But last year you were nominated the number one general agent by the General Manager's Association in America. Well, actually world. In the world, sorry, for having built the number one life insurance agency in the world. And this is happening, all this, you're facing I may never walk and you're still building. How the hell do you
0: do that? Well, uh, (laughs) I have to say, um you uh we've known each other from the very beginning and uh, you've challenged me uh you made me think uh you made me think differently you got me into strategic coach uh and uh, i i know what i'm good at and i know to grow a business that you have to invest in people Um, and when you look at where you want to be five years from now ten years from now and you do a map of that and you see the people that you need okay You've got to know where you fit in that in that scheme, but then you need to hire other people and empower people to do that. And I've been blessed um, with the unique ability to understand that. First of all, I think to understand is a whole nother story. And uh, my background in psychology, I mean, I have a master's in psychology. Uh, I think was my best training for business because uh, business is people. And if you don't understand people uh, and empower people, you're going to have a problem. You know, the, the the best term that drives me crazy now is when I hear the word manager. You know, manager, if you look in the dictionary, what manager means it is a person who oversees the activities of someone. OK, Yep. is that what a business is supposed to be like? Would I want to have the title of a manager? OK, I would like to have a title of coach. OK, because a coach is someone who makes somebody better. OK, and my biggest cut up compliment in my career is that uh, uh, the advisors of of the organization call me coach, you know, and that just happened. Okay. And I think leadership is all about making people better. And uh, I think that uh, business business should be fun because you spend a lot of time with people. So you might as well empower people and grow together and compensate people properly for it.
1: So let's go back. Where did this all start? Where
0: were you born? Uh, In New Haven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Grew up in New Haven? Grew up in New Haven. Uh, three family house, blue collar, 100% Polish neighborhood. Uh, no Jews allowed. <laughs> Oh no, they were on the other side of town. <laughs> yeah. They had their own neighborhood. That's everybody true. had their
1: own little pool. We had our
0: own gangster mobs. You had the Jewish right. people, the Italians. Yeah, you, it's had it's the having, you had the Germans. You had every. That New was New Haven, uh, but the yeah. food was great because everybody had great restaurants. I know. You know, I know, talk about Jewish delis. The, so, the ones in the ones yeah, in New Haven it, were it, great.
1: It, you love ta- your rich background. Your your how how the family get over to New Haven? We're, uh, uh, where? Well, my father,
0: my grandfather came from Poland uh, from the farms. He. Um, was in Ellis Island and went to the bathroom and then he lost his half-brother and never found him again. He spent the whole year really trying to find his half-brother and he never found him but he found he met a woman and had 11 kids though and one of them was my dad and uh, they lived in a four-room house and And my father always said that he married up because he married my mom. She lived next to the church. That was a big deal. If you had a house (laughs) next to the church, you know, so anyway. So I grew up in a three family house. My father was a plasterer. He decided that he did not want to work in a factory like everybody else did, because a he wanted to um, uh, be his own boss. And uh, he he learned the trade uh, uh, plastering and uh, uh, took a lot of abuse because uh, the trades, the trades were also um, um, based on nationality, and most of the masons and the plasterers were all Italian. And so he had a—he had this big Polish guy had to learn from the Italians. I can only imagine the jokes that were made. But his right. his whole theory was, is there's a lot of other people in the world except Italians. So if I become a plasterer. I could now plaster for a lot of other people, so he got started. And he he did he did very well, and uh, uh, we we lived in a three-family house. And my father invested in real estate to, for his retirement. So I think as a child, I learned what entrepreneurism was all about. But I also remember the hard times too, because I remember my dad, my mom sitting at the table, and my mom saying to my dad, you know, you're you gonna get some work soon, you know. Right. but it was 1975 and four when they had the oil embargo pr- crisis and nobody was doing anything, you know? Right. So, yeah. so I, I learned that and I understand what it takes to, uh, get into business. So, uh, and, uh, that, that whole, that whole mentorship I think was extremely important for me in my, in my life.
1: Yeah. So you went to school in New Haven. Yep. Yep. High school.
0: High school went to, uh, it was the seventies. So, uh, it was the uh, middle of the, uh, Uh, Racial situation in the United States the early 70s and uh, I went to a private all-boys school uh, right outside New Haven uh, Because I wanted to be a basketball player and uh, I wasn't going to be able to play at the city schools It just wasn't going to happen at that time. So I uh, I uh, was very uncoordinated at 663. Actually, I was 6'2 and then I I got mono and I grew in one summer, which was a two three-month period this is no exaggeration. I went from 6'2 to 6'6 in, in three months. And it was actually hilarious because I had mono and I slept. And uh, I still remember the day putting my pants back on and they were like, you know, high waters. <laughs> and like, what the hell happened here? You know what I mean? It's crazy. Jack and the beans. It's crazy. So then nice. I said, I got to really practice because <laughs> now I'm 6'6. You know what I mean? So um, I really, really worked hard. and um, uh, But I also realized that uh, um, my brother had gone to college, but he didn't go away to school, and I wanted to go to away to school. And my father couldn't afford that. So I realized my ticket was going to be basketball. You know? So I worked uh, worked my butt off, and uh, I got a bunch of scholarships. Uh, and I went to actually a small Division II school, American International College. Because, yeah, right here. Yeah, no back and the reason why I did that is, A, I didn't know, uh, but B, my, my father never went on vacation. And he loved to go to the games and i was very fortunate to have a great relationship with my parents and that was important for me that they go to the games so that whole experience was really wonderful for me i played right away um, i was kind of a big fish in a small pond and it was awesome right you know then i went and thought i was going to save the world and uh, got my masters and i worked at yale for a while and department and i worked with heroin addicts i was doing marital therapy and. Wow. Counseling and multifamily therapy and uh, coaching basketball. Wow. Yeah, so and then I so, got into the business because I wanted to yeah, do something with my life.
1: So you were working with heroin addicts. That's a far cry from the financial services industry. <laughs> how, how do we go from heroin addicts to the financial services industry?
0: <laughs> well, I knew I was in trouble when I went downtown New Haven with my mom she had to make a deposit or something i'll never forget it and that crushed street from the bank is where all the prostitutes were and i'll That's never forget walking story walk, I'm, walk, I'm walking down the street and everybody's on. hey pete how you doing <laughs> With your mom, yeah, with my mom, they, they all know knew you. me on a first name basis. So that was an interesting conversation <laughs> that day. <laughs> Did mom drag you to the church? Right away? Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. What are you doing, Petey? You
1: know. <laughs> so wait a minute. Was that the hookers calling you, Petey, or your mother calling uh, you? Petey? Both. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 now I woke up one morning. So was, this I,
1: was the coming oh, to Jesus. Yeah, that was kind of it. Oh, wow. and, then, and
0: then what happened was I was having fun. I was coaching basketball and uh, i was assistant coach at university of new haven i was recruiting um and I, I you know we were having fun we're building a program and i realized that recruiting is impor- important in growing a business or a distribution so i had a lot of, learned a lot of life lessons there but that's uh, but i wasn't making any money and here i am as a social worker and i'm trying to save the world so it's 27 years old You're married I, no i i had no one oh, I, I, and okay. i said no, I woke, you
1: didn't you had the hookers on the street what well it's, it's true that's why i had no
0: one you know no <laughs> But uh, I just woke up and I said, you know, I have no one in my life right now. But if I had someone in my life, what am I going to do? This is not going to work. I'm a loser. Loser. And I'm living in a basement apartment of a building my father had that Uh had no windows. Okay, so it was one room with no windows and had a drain in the middle. Man, you had you had life right in the palm of your hand. It was it was the perfect place for a bachelor because you could have 20 guys down there and drink and just hose it down. Right. Okay. It was tremendous, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so so I, you know, I woke up with a cold sweat, and uh, I ended up uh, getting into this business. I had two options: to be a college basketball coach, go D1, but I'd be traveling all over the country, and if the coach got fired, then I had to start all over again, or go into a business where I could recruit people and build an organization. Okay, but so how? What? what so, I, so you want to know what I did? Yeah. I went to the newspaper, and I was desperate, and I took a, I, I interviewed for uh, to be an insurance agent at. At New York Life, and that's where I started out of a newspaper. Wow! Yeah, yeah. And they hired you. Uh, yeah, they did. And uh, one company named what Met year? Life what? didn't hire me. They said I'd never make it in the business. right I love that. Because I was a twenty-seven-year-old like loser. Mass Mutual say the same. Oh, thing. they took him over <laughs> <I> <laughs> because they know. looked for the intelligence. <laughs> oh my! God. So what year was this? Uh, Nineteen eighty-three. Okay, so you start with New York Life. Uh, dialing for dollars. I dialing for dollars. <laughs> And I'm saying to myself this is the greatest business in the world. I could sit down with people and I could try to help them I was trying to help heroin addicts. I was 0 for 500 and here at least I'm 2 for 10 (laughs) and I make money (laughs) This is tremendous. You know how'd you go from you know sales to management? Well, I realized but but what I realized is that my unique ability uh, was coaching Uh, and I realized this is like college coaching if I could become a manager And recruit talent, motivate them, okay? Get the best out of them, make it fun. Um, You can win championships, okay? And you can't win a championship unless you recruit. So I got into management. (laughs) But what happened was I never realized this that the manager that was running the New York Life office. Hadn't recruited anybody in three years because I just had my head down. So I was supposed to save the office. There's a pattern here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stay tuned. There's a pattern. So I recruit three people, and everybody tells me to support the industry. So I go to the local association meeting, my three life association meeting, and my three agents go. And I couldn't go that day. The next day they informed me that they were recruited from, by another company at an agent association meeting <laughs> wow yeah so i uh, i uh, <laughs> i failed there obviously and uh what ended up happening is i ended up going to uh, the new england i had a great mentor and i built a unit and i became his partner but new england had financial pro- problems now, let's go back. so because mentorship is really yes. a big thing right so who was the mentor man named David Robinson, um, he was way ahead of his time See, Jewish. I love it already. yeah, yeah, yeah. great guy. Yeah. Uh, but he was ahead of his time. Uh, he was a rebel, which I liked. Uh-huh. and the second thing One is made when him a rebel. Uh, well the industry was saying that you had to write only life insurance and he said I need to provide services for the businesses. So he had his own pension company, he had his own health insurance company. Okay, and he was kind of the head of advanced sales. Do what's in the best interest of the, the client, client right? and he was the first one. This is like nineteen eighty-three that had two investment specialists. So he had a boutique firm in Waterbury, Connecticut, that provided those services. And my role, which was my unique ability, was to recruit to that to that, that team, model, right? that model, yeah. and that to me was probably the most uh, that that time I spent with him. Uh, uh was amazing because i i actually was offered positions with other companies at that time but i refused it because i really wanted to understand that model better mm. so when i when i did take over an operation i would be able to really begin to understand and you know bring in services for the advisors right. at that time so right. that was a great time in my life mm. so then you did you leave new england well i i i left new england because they were uh, absorbed yeah, by training, Matt, so, yeah. by Matt, and they right. became a stock company. and I in the life insurance world, i'm I'm a big believer in the mutual company product as the stockholders are the policyholders. So it's a long term So a, what was the introduction of Mass Mutual? Uh, a good friend of mine through basketball um, knew knew that the Rochester agency for Mass Mutual was opening, and he had remembered that my wife's family was from there, but he didn't know that I grudgingly went there. <laughs> to visit the family right
1: but I knew I wasn't cold enough we got to go to Rochester. yeah let's go to Rochester but I
0: but I knew at that time even my my partner Dave Robinson because we had actually were in the process becoming partners he told me to leave Hmm. so I went to Rochester and it was a great time because I got out of my environment and I was able to apply my skill sets and what I thought would be important to build an organization so it was a it was a great experimental period of my life um, but we had tripled in size in, uh, 12 months in Rochester. in Rochester. Yeah. And then I realized that I wanted to come back home closer to New Haven because I so felt you were married at this time, right? i married, got three kids. Yeah. Very small kids. Kasha.
1: Kasha, three yeah, kids, right? three
0: kids. And, uh, that time my Caroline, my youngest was, she was just born actually. So wow. it was pretty wild. So how did the Springfield agency fall in your lap? uh springfield agency didn't fall on my lap and you know that um i had heard springfield was going to open and uh, i thought it would be great for me because being a basketball coach is that mass mutual's home office is in springfield and there's an agency with a tradition there and they uh, were going the other way and it made no sense to me because if you're going to build a championship organization you never lose on your home court So I knew that that was going to be a great opportunity for me to grow vertically fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the person that I replaced uh, had other ideas. And um, so when I got, I came to town, uh, you know, he made my life difficult for a while, but we got through it. And uh, for guys like you and understanding what the vision was going to be in other people, I think uh, it's all about people and and establishing trust. And uh, I talk about this now is that, um if you're going to go into an organization or build an organization you really have to define really quickly uh, uh, i call it the circle wagons mentality that there's a group of people that will um circle around you if there's a time that there's a problem right and so you have to have those relationships and uh um because we all need that in our lives you know
1: yeah but this is, I think, your Maverick, to me, your Maverick moment in the in building the agency was, you know, and, and for people to understand, and I'll, I'll kind of simplify this with Mass mutuals you know, they got general agents all over the country, really in silos here. This is your town, yeah. this is your territory, and that's the way it works, right? Yeah. And I think the big moment, my big aha moment with you was when you reached out to the Hartford agency, you know, and people don't think about this, but I've for years tried to do business across the Mason County Dixon line right, you know, into Connecticut. And I even lived in Connecticut. And it was impossible. And there you were reaching across to the general agent in Hartford that was getting close to retire. And the next thing I know, you guys formed this partnership. Right. So how did that come about? Because that that no one had ever done that in the in the whole
0: well, system, right? No, no one had ever no. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you had, had to sell uh, it to the home office. Yeah, yeah we we put a business plan together, and I sold it to them, and saying that you know, Hartford Springfield, whether you, you want to believe it or not. It, it, sh- it should be one market in, in a sense. It's not one market, but it's close enough to be a market. So Which actually, uh, it, is interesting. Since Mass Mutual bought connecticut that mutual, is correct. which was in hartford that is correct that was part of my talk, sale talk too. about it right platform yeah. that too. was part of my sale and uh, right. um, it worked out well for me worked out well for him but it also gave me an opportunity uh once i got to hartford i knew i could get to new haven where i grew up right you so, were really so then so
1: you're playing monopoly
0: i am playing monopoly you were
1: playing monopoly yeah and then and you, i you
0: got were like risk
1: right or actually yeah. not monopoly you were, you were playing risk and you're going okay i'm going to start to conquer territories you just wanted to get back to New Haven.
0: Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to New Haven and then I said, well, if I can get to New Haven, I can get to the Gold Coast. New York. And then I, no, Greenwich. So yeah. I recruited a young manager there uh, and we opened up an office in Greenwich. and uh, Which is an he, island unto itself. Yeah. So he did so well that uh, I realized that I would probably lose him. So I ended up uh, giving him an opportunity over, I think, six seven years to invest in to be a partner. That was Brendan. And he, yeah, and he yeah. excelled yeah. way better than that. So he went into New York. Yeah, he so, went right? into New York. Yeah, and, right. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, incredible. Yeah. So that's so. So when you came in, so people can have it in perspective. When you came into the agency, I think there were thirty-one agents, something like that. No, there was twenty-three.
0: Oh, sorry, twenty-three. I okay. know that. And. Uh, you built it up to. Uh, at our peak, we hit 200. Incredible. Yeah, and we were doing at that time nobody had ever done that size. No, we in were the history, first. We were the we, we were the we were the first to hit 100. We were the first to hit 150. We we're first to hit 200. We changed the whole paradigm of right of size, um, and uh, changed the whole paradigm of recruiting people. You know, it was unheard of that you could attract. 10 people in a year and uh, we we at our peak we're bringing in 50 a year you know um and to think about we were a, uh, a million dollar agency um about a million and a half and when i l- left at the end of last year we were close to 50 million in business so you know it it's it's almost that's incredible like 50x not
1: yeah not 10x that's 50. yeah 50x yeah it, 50X. you know and
0: wow you know it's you asked me how i got there you know i I don't you know it's just it's people (laughs) but 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 what i could say though um 50x is great but the first the the building part is the is the rush is the rush so
1: that i was just gonna ask you what is it that you love most about the work
0: and it's building it right that's it's the people it's the people and uh the, the great part about getting that big uh, is that you're big but the the worst part is now you're not you're detached from the people yeah. and I missed I, I missed that desperately um, You went and, from
1: entrepreneurial uh, to You know a systematized organization.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and, and and you know, it's uh, it's probably why I, I got out uh, Because I still got some game. I got that hop in my leg, you know And I still got some game and I I really think there's exciting things going on in the world today and uh um, there's huge opportunities Let's talk about
1: that because you're you're gaming in the world now right so let's yeah what's going on in warsaw poland with these alpaca farm animals and well what
0: happened, How did this what happened was well what happened was is uh, i said to you and you probably don't even remember this is that I, I know what it was? It was my sheep farm in Summers, and you saw. Yeah, me raise I saw. Sheep no, I saw what the coyotes your... did to your sheep. No.
1: <laughs> right, and if I had an alpaca, yeah, you would have They, they, they would have w- never
0: been dead. That <laughs> no, would have been worse. <laughs> but uh, I needed a llama. <laughs> so, so, anyway, <laughs> now it, it, see, I, 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 I'm a big believer in um, philanthropy, but I, uh, got, I got involved at Quinnipiac University. And I'm hundred percent Polish and my wife's hundred percent Polish. You guys still speak Polish. My wife awesome. does. Yeah. yeah. My wife does yeah. and uh, Poland. Me, I think she's cursing at me all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I knew she liked <laughs> me, but not that much. <laughs> Thanks, Kasia. <laughs> so um, I ended up uh, deciding to endow an academic chair at Quinnipiac. And I, I remember Oh, I, just don't throw that away. It's yeah. a million dollar endowment. Yes. Yeah, and I told right. you I was gonna do that and you said to me It's gonna change your life Okay, and it did because they matched it and what we're doing in Poland right now is that we're bringing students from the uh, Poland to get their MBA and work in a US company uh, and go back and take the intellectual t- Intellectual capital, but now we're gonna go 10x on that. We're not gonna do that anymore because Poland has had 29 years of straight economic growth. If you're an entrepreneur right now and you have an idea, you could get that idea started so fast in Poland and there's so much EU money right now, it's ridiculous. Mm. So, what we're going to do now is take students from Quinnipiac, we have a Polish studies program we got started, so you can have a minor in Polish studies and you can go now to Poland for a semester and and be at a university in Poland but more importantly here is that um, if you're say interested in sports management or you're interested in engineering I could we can get you an internship at an amazing place they're so easy where it's so much more complicated here mm. so what we're trying to do is provide the experience for students to understand that there's more than just here it give it, and I want people to young people in this country to understand I'm not selling polling I'm selling a 10x mentality that don't don't limit yourself to to, to one market because it's a world market right now right it's it's unbelievable what's happening out there right now it's just it's so it, there's so much energy in the world right and I think sometimes we limit ourselves to to think um, only only this country but don't understand is that in this country today, the most American car is a Toyota. Think about that, yeah, OK? Yeah. So corporations are 10xing the world right now, yeah. OK? So why can't we, as a business owner with an idea, 10x the idea? Give me an example. LinkedIn is an example. Got. I'm involved now with LinkedIn. So every time I go to Poland, I have a full meeting schedule with amazing people yeah. now just think about that that's unbelievable yeah you know oh, where yeah. this world is it's going Two degrees
1: of separation now
0: it's uh, it's amazing right. it's amazing you know somebody asked me uh, um i was at strategic coach yeah so i am with a um um a company a software company and we were talking about poland and this man is from india who's in the united states And he says to me i understand that there's great engineers in poland i said yeah this is the university it's in katowice and it's one of the top engineering schools in the world like nobody knows that but he knew that Mm, okay so i gave him a contact so he's now going to start recruiting engineers okay so just think of this right it's a conversation in chicago yeah right (laughs) right (laughs) um i'm an entrepreneur he's an entrepreneur and we're 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 he's going to start recruiting people from poland and that happened in a half an hour conversation it's just unbelievable and you were telling me you're also working with metropolitan life in poland on some yeah we're yeah so what's uh, happening with me in poland and and what had transpired once i did the endowment i ended up being in poland a lot and the vibe and the people that and the access that i have because i did what i did is amazing so um, I'm now involved in uh, four startup companies right now. I, crazy thing, I have an alpaca farm, but we're breeding uh, a super breed of alpacas because there's a fashion designer who's become a good friend of mine, uh, and um, his mother is the largest breeder in the world in Chile. So we're, we're, we're bringing alpacas to Poland because it's Central Europe, and the micron level is the, is going to be the best in Europe. So we'll begin selling off parts of the herd next year. But I'm also involved in a consulting company where, where I'm doing sales training. I'm working with MetLife because there's no insurance advisory firm for wealthy people in Poland right now. So we're creating a product like the United States, so they could tax it for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're and I'm creating a, a strategic alliance with a very large accounting firm there. Wow. And uh, so you know there's some exciting thing and i'm also uh pull, uh soccer and uh, soccer which is whether you want to believe, is the world game and the the franchises in europe right now are 10x any franchise in the united states of any sport so we thought that we were you know we have a football team or we, you know our own football team or baseball <laughs> manchester united is yeah. 100x more valuable and what's going to happen in 2026 there's going to be realignment in professional soccer and the eastern european countries that have really good teams they're going to kind of create it like a major league baseball platform so i i know the premier team in poland they're an uh, adidas team in warsaw so i'm involved now in a capital raise wow uh for him so we got tax shelters polish alpacas football yeah and then I'm I'm working on uh, the second phase of that is going to be we're going to do a management slash VC fund in Poland because the Polish government will match whatever I raise. Incredible. Yeah. So that's you know I got a few things going on.
1: Yeah. So isn't retirement great?
0: yes because yes. you retired from being a general agent <laughs> yeah
1: at the end of last year yeah right you went out number one in
0: the in yeah. the world well i'm still technically a ga yeah, I I, i'm
1: doing the Derek tour world yeah. and took a nap for an hour and then said okay what's next yes Right? yes unbelievable all right couple of questions uh greatest decision you ever made in your life uh i would probably say marrying my wife here you go kasha worst decision you ever made worst mistake greatest mistake you've ever made in your life
0: um didn't take a typing class wow interesting favorite word because i wanted to screw around in free yeah, period favorite word
1: what's your favorite word my wife i would say awesome okay what's your least favorite word i can't 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 yeah. yes what turns you on
0: uh the thrill of the build what turns you off um uh mediocrity what's your favorite curse word (laughs)
1: uh the f-bomb what occupation
0: other than yours would you absolutely love to do Uh, i would love if i was young again i would be a um, neurosurgeon or neurologist it's the because it's uncharted we have all medical science they still can't figure it out yet yeah
1: what occupation other than yours would you absolutely
0: hate to do Um, (laughs) an accountant
1: yeah (laughs) if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you enter the pearly gates
0: you left the world a better place nice
1: what's your favorite song uh like a rolling stone here put it in the jukebox Yep. and we're going to sing it together on our way out like a rolling, rolling stone, stone. <laughs> the amazing what you've done thanks brother you know what's so great sure. is you're just getting warmed up
0: yeah Again. Yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. I
1: mean, it was unbelievable because she said to me, you know, i got to be somewhere. i got a consultant agreement this afternoon. I'm thinking the man's supposed to be retired, doesn't he? Yeah, I was in uh, Harrisburg,
0: Virginia Beach, and Richmond in three days. Yeah. I'm to, starting to be like you.
1: <laughs> Charlie Epstein here at Business and Booths with Pete Novak, heroin addicts, Polish alpacas, and building another monster four or five businesses during retirement. Peace out, everybody. Peace.